And I want to share you a little bit with some examples. And then I want to try to give some examples to you guys about the life that goes on and how God wants to use you as a missionary where you are. A difference why we need to be a missionary. Why we need to be a shiny light for God here or in your job or there for where we are. And it doesn't matter where we are. Why do we need to be different? And uh, one of the things that I want to share with you, you don't need to open up your Bible, but it's in, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, when it says that God created us as His image. And then He says, then He created the, 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 the trees and the animals and, the, and the, the, the fruit, everything for us to enjoy it. And uh, it's amazing when he says that God created us as his image. It doesn't say the image of our outside being, you know, our color. It doesn't mean that it's black, white, brown, green, you know. If you are big, if you are small, if you are tall, if you are short, if you are rich, if you are poor. It doesn't say anything about that. It says that he created us his image in a different way of all the rest of the creation. All the rest of the creation, he said, uh, let uh, the sky have all the stars and moons, and, and, and it happened. And then he did the same for the tree, the same for the fish, and he just spoke it, spoke, and it happened. But for the man, it was different. For the man, he picked it up a little bit, the dirt from the floor, and he put it together, you know, when he made it, almost like we look like today, and he blew his spirit. And that's what he said was his image. It's a spiritual image. And that image was perfect. And God made it so perfect. And we don't know how many years that relationship was there. Because God said that he would come every day and speak to Adam and Eve. And they, hey, how are you doing? Did you enjoy the fruit that they created for you? Did you enjoy this? Did you enjoy that? You know, it was a tremendous relationship and a relationship that is spiritual. You know, this relationship was exemplified with this color here. You know, like a golden color. God created us as His image. Something perfect. You know, I put this color here because it's like gold. You know, a, a thing that didn't need to be changed. For example, when he created us, for us to take blood out of our body, when you go to the hospital, where are you going to put the needle? Right here? No, it's right here. Why right here? Because the main veins are in here. Why is it in here? Because God knew that we would bang our elbow all the time and we would bleed all over. You know, then he protected that it. it's inside. The same it is in our knees. Everything goes inside. You know, when he created our uh, brain, our brain is like a jello. You know, and he said, oh, these guys are going to bang their head all over. You know, let's put the box of bones here to protect them because we are banging all over. If not, we destroy our brain. When he created, you know, our eyebrows, you know, you think of it just for, for nothing. No, he created our eyebrow minimum for two things. 
the first thing is when you sweat, you know, it sweat comes down here and it goes aside, that it doesn't, the sweat goes into your eyes. The second thing, it's a shield. It's like having a cap when you go in the sun. You know, it, this eyebrow shields the, the glare of the sun to protect your eyes. If not, we would have cataract all before we have it right now, you know. And it's all that. Another thing, you know, uh, when he created our nose, he put it like this, you know. Can you imagine if it would be like this? You know, we would go in the rain and you would drown. You know? But he knew that, everything that created. Everything, it's perfect. He made it so perfect, so wonderful. Because he always thinks in us and he says that he is sufficient. He is sufficient. But we, men and women, we always think that we can add up something out. That God is not sufficient. That with him we are not perfect. We need to do something else. And that was when God, you know, was speaking to Adam and Eve every morning. Adam and Eve got together and they said, Now look at I have something else. I want to be more than I am right now. I want to be more. I want to be different. I'm over all this stuff that I'm eating. I'm over to have all this. I want something else. I want a bigger than that. And that was when it became the first problem that the man got into. And when he got into, he messed it up the color that he was. Now we are not identical, identical anymore. This doesn't fit. You know, for us now, our life is a rotten life. We always want something else. It's never enough. And we, got, we get more and more slave. We don't want to even when God comes and calls us anymore because it's, I don't want to square life. Because, you know, the pure excuses that we gave. Oh, I like to dance. I like to drink. I like to drug. I like the sex. I like the immorality. I like the movies that I want to. I want to be free. And he says, I want to be free. And the man doesn't even think, you know, that it's more slave than never before. In this life, it's uh, too short. It's just uh, thing emptiness. That's why we have all the divorces. That's why we have all the uh, division with families. That's why we have all that, because we are like this. And God, being so sad that he created a man and a woman, has his image, his most loved being of recreation. He said, I want to accept. I want to accept when people come to me with an open heart. 
in the Old Testament, then he created some ways to do that, to be forgiven. And what had happened is they needed to get a lamb that was one year old, needed to be without spot. It couldn't be sick. It couldn't be broken. It couldn't be a lamb that was already killed and then be uh, dedicated. Needed to be perfect. And that that poor lamb that was ready to bear in one year old is the magic ear that the lamb can produce the best. Reproduce the best. The man would pick it up, that lamb, and put it up there to dedicate it and to sacrifice that lamb because of his sin. And then he would pour the blood, put it in the fire, and God was accepting as a sweet smell. But still, man still stayed like that. He was forgiven, but still was not identical with God. That God and all the prophecies, he said that he would need to send, send his only son to provide for us to be with him. Then he had a problem. It's, it's a human problem, not God's problem. But, you know, the Bible says that we are born in sin. Why are we born in sin? It's not because my mom and my dad had a relationship and that I was born in sin because they sinned and happened to I be born. It's nothing about that. It's about it's my dad is a sinner and my mom is a sinner and because they are a sinner, who bores, it gets born through them is going to be a sinner. It's the same then if you have an orange tree, you can pick it up banana. If you go in the orange tree and, and has a fruit, it's going to be an orange. That was the same with us. We are still far away because when we were born, we were born from a sin. That's why everyone needs to come to Jesus. There's no other way. And God said that he would send his son, that he would be rejected, but he would be the sacrifice to make us, to make a possibility for us to be like him again. And then he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, anointed Mary. And that was so important to know that because he anointed Mary through the Holy Spirit. It couldn't be a relationship with men and women because if not, it would be a sinner. And to have a victory over the devil needed to be somebody that never sinned. Never sinned. Sinned? I'm sorry, my English here. You know? And that God would accept the sacrifice. Then came Jesus as a man. 
But he never was a sinner. He was also God. When he was baptized, came the dove and said, This is my son. Then Jesus said when he was doing a ministry, he said, Me and my father are one. He was still a man, but he was God already here in this earth and gave me a testimony of his life. And when he was turning in, after all the ministry that he was doing, he was turning 33 years old. And why it's so important 33 years old? It's because it was the right age of the Jew to have a family. Just the future was coming into Jesus to have a family, to produce a family, and just to multiply. And then came Jesus right in that age that was ready. He was taken to the cross. And when he was taken to the cross, I can just imagine when he was pierced and the blood was coming out, I could just see the devil. Wow, I'm defeated. I'm defeated. needed to be somebody without sin without sin to share his blood that we would be able to be forgiven and the Bible says that because of Jesus he predestinated the man for salvation everybody that comes to him it's going to be saved. Everybody. The ones that doesn't want to come to him doesn't have an excuse because this one is there for offering for everybody. And it's so good to see that, that God, being perfect, provide a solution for the man. And that's why Bible says that everybody that comes to him he's going to forgive our sin he's going to forget our sin and we are going to be adapted in the family of Christ and when that happens is this what happens to us God forgives our sins and everything is washed away. That's the biggest miracle that can happen in a church. You get a stone when somebody gets healed by cancer. I can see handicapped being leaving the chairs, wheelchair away, and started to walk. It doesn't compare to this. It doesn't come close. Because the Bible says that when he comes in our life and forgives our sins, he washes away and he doesn't remember anymore. He doesn't remember our past and I praise God because I was a mess. I would be ashamed today again. I would ask again, God forgive me for the 20 years ago, what I did, 30 years or 40 years. And he comes to it, what was it? He said, I don't remember. I washed it 
away. And when he washes away our sin completely, the Holy Spirit lives in us and we become identical to him again. We don't need to speak about him. We need to live our life like him. And your face is going to show that you are different. You excel a sweet smell of Jesus. Yes, if we have a chance, we're going to open up our eyes, our, our mouth. But if not, we are going to live as Jesus lived here in this earth. You know, I have ID card here. This ID card here, it's Lori's, but imagine that it's mine. <laughs> here would be my picture, Wilson Cannenberg. And here would say, son of Udo Cannenberg. His mom is Yolanda Cannenberg. And you would say, I don't know you, Dad. I don't know you, Mom. You could put a fake picture in here. How can I know that you are a son of Udo Kahnenberg and a son of Yolanda Kahnenberg? My dad is not here anymore. He is with the Lord. But if my dad would be alive today, he would be here in my side, he would say, Wilson looks like his dad. That is all about it. This. God and us. The Bible says that we are supposed to die to ourselves every day. And more we die for ourselves, more we look like him. And that's the story that we have that nobody else, that we are going to give example today when we live here. Tomorrow when you go out and you're going to go work, and you're going to say, ah, I'm going to go to work tomorrow. No, I'm happy. I'm going to go to my mission field. And I'm going to be happy there until God moves somewhere else. Because I'm going to be there. The example, that's my mission field. And that's the same for us when we go there. We see villages and villages, hundreds. And uh, when we share that in the last seven years, we were able to start 19 churches, people say, wow. Oh, and I say, wow. And I cry because we can have hundreds. And we just did 19. I come to God, we did 19. And he's going to say, and what about it? What about the rest? We have a cult called Israelites. They don't have anything to do with Israel. They have their own Jesus. They uh, dress like the Israelite. They work seven, uh, six days a week, 12 hours a day, and they really work. They still sacrifice. They kill animals. They say that Jesus died for our sins. Yes, but because we still continue to sin, we still need to sacrifice. And they work so much. And there's a logo. It's that... Uh, from agriculture to power. And it's amazing because they are the mayors, they are the teachers in the school, they are owners of hotels, big supermarkets, barges, and they are taking over everything. 
and we say, why are they taking over? It's because we, as a church, we are not going. They don't have any other option. They think that that's the right thing, especially in Peru. Peru was built on the Incas, and the Incas was the most uh, spiritual uh, people in Latin America for many, many years, many gods that they had, and that's the same in the Indian tribes with all the different gods. And, you know, comes now the Israelites and say that they have their own Jesus. And their own Jesus is from Lima. And then he died and now his son becomes Jonah that is representing Jesus in this earth. What a story. All the Bolognese. And we have the right story. And we don't go. God is calling us to be as his image. And then we're going to glorify him. We, wanna, we are going to honor him. We need to be church here, but we need to be church out there. Anywhere where we go, we are church. And we are family. The same that you carry us on in that picture, that we can carry you guys. But it's the big family out there waiting to be adopted. A big family to be there waiting to adopt. And I want to say that uh, God put in our hearts, and that's his one prayer request, put in our heart to start an organization that it's called Adopt the Pastor. And uh, with that, it's, we have churches in the interior. For example, we have one church, a Presbyterian church in Benjamin Constant. It's a beautiful church, has a home for a pastor, and uh, for eight years, it doesn't have a pastor. Because they don't want to come to Benjamin. It's too small. How can you imagine now then sending missionaries or pastors into the different villages, smaller than you saw in the pictures? So little. That's why God put in our hearts for the day one. We arrived there the 24th of December with the airplane. Nobody knew us. Nobody came to meet. Hey, how pastor? Nobody. We got in there. What are we going to do? At the end of the day, let's go to a small little hotel. We stayed there. We got out there before the breakfast. Went to see the place that we bought it because it was from our neighbor from Manaus. And when we got in the house, it's a beautiful house, but it was a mess. It was all dirty. You know, the wall with the holes, they take the, when they move, they take the air conditioning away. They take the, the showers away, all the lamps, they take it away, everything. It's, it's nothing. And we started to clean, and we finished the, some part that we were doing it, and it was around 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That was the 25th of December. Then we went, oh, I'm hungry. You know, let's go home, and let's, let's go and see if we can find something to eat. Everything was closed. It was 25th of December. And it's okay, let's fast right away here, you know, in the beginning of our lives in this area. But it's so good to be there. Now he's a big family already there, but it can be more. It can be more. And God put in our hearts to do that because uh, from the day one, it's going there and making disciples. The ones that we teach, right away we take them with us in the canoe or in the boat, and we go there and ask them to preach, ask them to pray, and little by little they do it. And when we see that they have some gifts, 
we put them as a leader and as a leader they come to our town or to uh, now we have three towns it's training centers and then we teach them hermeneutics and uh, a few things about the sin because they don't know what so many times what sin really is sometimes they accept jesus the first day that they are they are sick they they go right away to a witch doctor or they go to somebody else to pray because they are so used to do that for so many years then you need to teach them how really is the life with Christ that God is sufficient to us and that goes a teaching and then they go back to the field and they preach and then we go there every three months I visit all the pastors all the heirs again and back and forth to solidify this 19 but we need to have more and then uh, the offering that comes in there for the small churches it's banana papaya sometimes they bring a half a liter of gasoline for the pastor to go up and down the river. But we need more. And God put in our hearts, you know, it's money, it's out there. And uh, God is, when puts in our heart, I know that it's going to happen because until now, everything that he put in our heart that happened because it's not us, it's him. It's that every leader that we put in the interior, they need to have at least $250 a month. I don't have 25 here, 25 there. It's called adopt the path. And then you see the pictures, the same method of the adopted child, but only the pastor is going to be there. You know, they have gasoline to go up river and down river, and he's able to reach around 2,000 people with $250 a month, and also still putting gasoline, putting some food on the table, and still going up and down the river and do that. Because today I could have a, a hundred churches and I always say Laurie I don't want to put the number I don't want to limit God what he wants to do it if he wants to have a thousand it's a thousand if he wants to have less than a hundred it's okay but we want to do what he is uh, wanting us to do three months ago we started the church in uh, Indiana Indiana is 300 a um, uh, hundred kilometers uh, away from Iquitos Iquitos is the largest town in Peru that has uh, uh, 700 people living in that city and doesn't have roads to go out. It's just by boat or by airplane that you can go in there. But it's a key area that, we, you know, God is asking us to do something next year. But this year, it's Indiana. Indiana is the river that flows into Ecuador where Nate saying, Jim Elliott, uh, they were killed in that, in that area. It's the same river. In just a little town, Indiana, they have 64 villages around that area, and only three have churches. And we just put it, a pastor right there, too. Because, you know, we wanted them to be like Jesus, our family. That God continues to bless you. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for letting us be represented by you because you guys are there with us. We never would choose to live in Benjamin. Never. You know, I have a car in a garage for six months. I didn't take it out for six months because it's so many holes and so bad. I go out with a small motorcycle because I can go around the, the holes and all that. It's hot, far away from family. But when God calls you, it's the best place to be. And we are so blessed to be there. 
we are so happy to be there. And we want to be there until God wants us to be there. Wilson, when are you going to re be retired? The Bible doesn't say that. You know, until I have energy, if I can't fly it anymore, you know, I can go with a motorcycle, I can go by the boat. When I can't do that anymore, probably I can teach somebody. I still can do it. If my health still is okay, why not? And I almost made already a decision at home that we are going to throw the mirrors away. Then I can't see myself because I think I am a young guy, you know? And just when uh, I look to the mirror, it shocks me, you know? But uh, praise God for that. Wonderful time. Thank you so much for being with us.